Hey, what's going on, gang? It's uh, WineCellarMedia.com, as it were. And um, I gotta tell you, it's been fucked up over here in the uh, podcast lab. A.K.A. just, uh, well, where the fuck we live. The little house we rent. The little square feet that we uh, pay a landlord to live under. A landlord. Gotta love that they still use that word. Now, um... It's ill, because, like, it's this coronavirus shit, everything is fucked, and, at the, like, right when it's like, oh, we want to have our little marriage adv- an- anniversary, right? Like, Fiends Kalita and I got married on St. Patrick's Day in 2017, so it's like, try to request days off for that, and try to enjoy, like, a, oh, let's celebrate our little annual year with some days off together, but then there's this corona shit, Jesus Christ. And right before it really cracked off, like, Phoenix Kalita is um, heavier in the news than I am because of my work hours. Phoenix Kalita knew what was going to happen, so you know what we got? <clears throat> one extra than what we normally get. One extra pack of toilet paper. One extra 12-pack is what we got. And um, two extra dish soaps. Just given our our household of three people. And that's what we got. Vegetables and stuff, we still got the same. A lot of that stuff is still there. I think people are getting a lot of perishable items. It's pretty, it's a bit of a bug out. Yeah, there's, there's folks dying. I'm not too heavy in it. I'm looking more at, you know, where I am. I'm with the, the working class side of it. Like, where are the labors? What are folks going to do about paying rent? You know, um, is it time to go ahead and pump out a non-Yang UBI, right? A UBI that doesn't replace, uh, what is it, the w, uh, WIC, Women, Infants, Children, WIC, or, um, or EBT, e- electronically? Ah, fuck. <laughs> but you you know what I'm talking about. EBT cards, which... um replace the actual um physical food stamp currency dollars so it's this digital card and uh like yeah what, what's going on with those folks and also not replacing those things with a ubi but have those folks that already have that plus ubi right like we don't have that but we could also use ubi we're still fucking poor and somebody might have that and a lower paying job or less hours because they can't afford a uh, child care and that person needs the UBI and the fucking um, women, infants, and children um, assistance, cash assistance, if that's available. Like, folks need these fucking things. You know, um, us, we typically need our help that we usually need so that we can stay up and functioning and running. But, um, yeah, I guess uh, I'll just... I'll still try to accelerate the wine cellar, but that comes with um, us getting more physical equipment, need another microphone, uh, have to replace these um, these 2000, oh God, 2013 laptops. Yeah, like the planned obsolescence is real when it comes to um, computing devices. And so we have to do that. But um, other than that, we're going to keep banging on about sex workers' rights, you know, and all those other items. But what we have here is uh, Phoenix and I jumped in on that Sunday debate and we caught it late because I don't understand time zones yet. I'm 37 (laughs) and uh, so caught it an hour late. But we just tuned in and kind of riffed over it as it was playing. The audio's a bit wonky funky because, again, we need to replace microphones. We need to replace microphone cords. Like our, our shit is just generally old as fuck and worn out. Yeah, like... I, I still, I trip off the fact that I, I, I have a microphone here from 2004. <laughs> and I'm still going to use XLR, no USB microphones. USB's too ippity-skippity-flippity. You know, it, it, you never know if it's going to perform well with you. I don't need the surprises. All right, so here's Phoenix and William. Uh, well, Phoenix and I. Uh, just checking out uh, old Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden in the debate. And yes, it is Wednesday as this is getting uploaded, and we did go and vote yesterday for Bernie for um, 
the uh, progressive candidate, yay. My, I, I cannot pronounce this candidate's name, but they were the progressive candidate locally here. And, um, and to increase funding for the library, which I don't have a library card yet. I should probably do that, you know, do my, do my citizenry. All right, folks, check it out. Phoenix and William, and we are fucking with the debate, the, the last of it. ICU beds, both of you, and ventilators. Uh, we're already in the middle of flu season, so already a lot of those beds and ventilators are already being used. If you were president right now, what yeah. would you do to make sure every sick American is able to get treatment so the U.S. does not suffer the same fate as Italy? Uh, where doctors have to decide right now who gets life-saving treatment and who does not. Jake, let's be honest. Uh, just um, <clears throat> sitting down and tuning into this um, debate of sorts. And um, we see, I, I seem to have checked in right when they were uh, talking coronavirus. So maybe we'll get to some policy. It happened that we end up with 87 million people or uninsured or underinsured, and there are people who are watching this program tonight who say, I'm not feeling well. Should I go to the doctor? But I can't afford to go to the doctor. What happens if I am sick? It's going to cost thousands of dollars for treatment. Who's going to feed my kids? We are the only major country on earth not to guarantee health care to all people. We're spending so much money, and yet we are not even prepared for this pandemic. How come we don't have enough yep. doctors? Yeah, coronavirus in and of itself is kind of being this sort of Medicare for all, <laughs> Medicare for all argument. Because we have a bunch of crooks who are running the pharmaceutical industry, ripping us off every single day. And I'll tell you something right now. In the midst of this epidemic, you got people in the pharmaceutical industry are saying, oh, wow, what an opportunity to make a fortune. So the word has got to go out. I certainly would do this as president. You don't worry. People of America do not worry about the cost of prescription drugs. Do not worry about the cost of the health care that you're going to get because we are a nation, a civilized, democratic society. Everybody, rich and poor, middle class, will get the care they need. The drug companies will not rip us off. Thank you, Senator. Vice President Biden, some medical experts are saying the only true way to control this virus is through a national quarantine, requiring every American other than essential personnel to stay home. Would you take that unprecedented step of a national lockdown? What I would do is what we did in our administration. I would call a meeting in the Situation Room. Uh, yes, that's, that's what he's going to argue for right now. And I would do exactly what we did then. What is it that we need? Listen to the experts. What do we need? And with all due respect to Medicare for all, you have a single-payer system in Italy. It doesn't work there. It has nothing to do with Medicare what? for all. What? Single payer don't work in Italy. Because they kept going out after their doctors told them to stay in. It doesn't matter how good your health insurance is. If you go clubbing during a pandemic, you're either going to get sick or spread the sickness. Allegedly. That would not solve the problem at all. We can take care of that right now by making sure that no one has to pay for treatment period, because of the crisis. No one has to pay for whatever drugs are needed, period, because of the crisis. No one has to pay for hospitalization because of the crisis, period. That is a national emergency, and that's how it's handled. It is not working in Italy right now, and well, they have a single-payer system. Well. <laughs> now, with regard to what else I would do, the fact is that we're in a position where I would bring together the leading experts Wait, in the world. if it doesn't work to have universal health care yeah. coverage, why is he advocating for universal <clears throat> health care coverage? That would sound like some weird remix, some DJ Khaled of Bernie Sanders' answer. Like, we have to give free treatment and free medicine, but universal health care doesn't work. Okay. I forgot what we're debating about. Instead of doing this in the United States, instead of doing this piecemeal, sit down and do what we did before with the Ebola crisis. What is needed? And have one voice... <coughs> One voice, like we did every day we met in that crisis in the Situation Room, laying out, so we lay out overall for all the nation what the best proposal is and how to move forward. In the absence of that, governors are making some sound decisions. They're doing the best they can by going out and getting the health care experts in their communities and their states to move. But it should be directed from the White House, from the Situation Room, laying out in detail like we did in the Ebola crisis, and we beat it. Thank you, Senator. He's just speaking with force. 
Like it's I'm not I'm not con- connecting to any of the shit. And aren't they speaking to like no audience? Right? Yeah, no audience, just them. Okay. Sanders, your response? Well, first of all, uh, the dysfunctionality of the current healthcare system is obviously apparent. Uh, as I said earlier, there are people who hesitate to go to the doctor. You're going to have a maze of regulations. Well, if this is my income, if that's my income, can I get it? Can I not get it? Clearly, we are not prepared, and Trump only exacerbates the crisis. When we spend twice as much per capita on health care as any other nation, one might expect that we would have enough doctors all over this country. One might expect that we would have affordable prescription drugs. One might expect that we are preparing I'm really sad he didn't mention the thing about the Italians going out while they were supposed to be quarantined as being a contributing factor of spreading the virus. Huh. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this is going, you know, because they're, they're talking about what I would do if I was in. And well, but you're, you're not. Yeah, I want to hear the give, give me some other topics. Please don't ask a bullshit Black Lives Matter question. They will. And Joe Biden is going to stumble over the answer that they gave him. A pandemic that we were ready with the ventilators, with the ICUs, with the test kits that we need. We are not. And bottom line here is in terms of Medicare for all, despite what the vice president is saying, what the experts tell us is that one of the reasons that we are unprepared and have been unprepared is we don't have a system. We got thousands of private insurance plans. That is not a system that is prepared to provide health care to all people. In a good year, without the epidemic, we're losing up to 60,000 people who die every year because they don't get to a doctor on time. And clearly this crisis is only making a bad situation. I think this ain't really hitting with me because it's just like, I'm just hearing lines from every single meme. I've like, like, yeah, we, we know all these things. And I guess maybe someone who hasn't heard this shit is hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's worse. Uh Oh, what'd you do? What the bloody hell? Why is it bad girls? Why is it playing up next? What do you say to the American people who are confronting this new reality? First of all, my heart goes out to those who have already lost someone or those who are suffering from the virus. And uh, and uh, this is bigger than any one of us. That's all the beginning of this national rally Mm -hmm. to everybody move to get that we need. Listen to the don't have a system. Yeah. It let me fast forward. Also, did it? Oh, it must have cut the feed. What? Well, what the bloody, bleating bloody? Hmm. Um, let's see. Debate live. Man, I'm typing in debate live, and here we go. ABC News live. Wait, watch the latest head. What are they trying to pull? The other airports across the country. President Trump responding late today, asking people to. That's Lori Lightfoot and someone reading a Trump tweet again. Trump tweets. This is the news. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the uh, like the Twitter updates. Uh, my man Bernard looks like he's ready to throw hands. What? I would like to see it. Excuse me. Who be doobie? Young Turks are covering it live. Uh, he said his running Joe Biden promised his running mate will be a woman. Okay, Joe. Tokens. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And in the comments, somebody said, we want policies, not body parts. A woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, shit. Damn, well, really? Live debate LeBron James? Who the fuck? Is, no one cares about that. Yeah. Um, Biden, Sanders, D- uh, uh, ooh, debate live. Come on, let the Poe folk live stream at one time for me now. We're going to debate live updates. Ugh, here's another one, live updates, live debate analysis. Yes, where's the live stream? No live stream. Oh, let's check. Here we go, CNN.com. Go ahead and load me up that there video. Mm-hmm. So I can see these fellers. These two old white Anglo-Saxon Protestant men. 
That's what they are. You mm-hmm. know that, right? They're both mm-hmm. wasps. Are they, though? But would anybody okay, deny, Doyle, any economists deny, that extreme poverty in China today is much less than what it was 40 or 50 years ago? That's a fact. So I think we condemn authoritarianism, whether it's in China, Russia, Cuba, any place else. But to simply say that nothing ever done by any of those administrations had a positive impact on their people would, I think, be incorrect. Vice President Biden, you have criticized Senator fucking... Sanders for praising Castro's they, they education mu- They must have started system. the red baiting But in 2016, we President mm. Obama said Cuba made, quote, a great progress in educating young people and that its healthcare system is a huge achievement that they should be congratulated for. How is that different from what Senator Sanders has said? He was trying to change Cuban policy so the Cuban people would get out from under the thumb of the Castro and his brother. That is to change Wait, it's okay the to compliment so people if you're trying to have a hostile takeover? Wait, that's what he's saying? Yeah, he's saying Obama, it was different when Obama said it because he was trying to change Cuban policy. No. That's what he just said. No, Obama, Obama's just like Bernie. They have, they're pretty much the same. They're pretty much the same. There. But the idea that they, in fact, have increased the wealth of people in that country, it's been marginal, the change that's taken place. It is still, they have a million Uyghurs, a million Muslims in prison camps in the West. You see what's happening in Hong Kong today. And by the way, the idea that he praised the Soviet Union when it was the Soviet Union about the things that they had done well. They're an awful dictatorship killing millions and millions of people. And in addition to that, we have a circumstance where after... The election was all over, and we knew what what uh, um, was done by by, the by, by the Russians now in interfering with our elections. This man voted against sanctioning Russia for interference in our elections. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, what you don't get, and this is exactly what the problem with politics is about. All right, question. Did China make progress in ending extreme poverty over the last 50 years. That's yes or no. That's like saying Jack the Ripper. No, it's not. This is the problem. We can't talk. I know there's a political line. I understand. China's terrible, awful. Nothing ever good. But the f- This nigga went to Jack the Ripper. Okay, this part's hot, though. That's what I just said. It's a dictatorship. That's what I just said five minutes ago, you know? <laughs> and by the way, you know, the question that was asked quoted Barack Obama. President Obama was more generous in his praise of what Cuba did in healthcare and education than I was. I was talking about a program 60 years ago in the first year of the Castro uh, revolution. So the bottom line is that I think it's a little bit absurd if we're going to look at the world the way it is. Of course we are opposed to authoritarian. And by the way, you know, before it was considered good policy, good idea, I was condemning the dictatorship in Saudi Arabia when a lot of other people in Washington... Oh, shit. Don't bring up Saudi. I was condemning the dictatorship in the UAE. You were not. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Vice President Biden. Look, the idea of occasionally saying something nice about a country is one thing. The idea of praising a country that is violating human rights around the world Nigger. is, in fact, makes you our allies... The ho- Man. America talking about human rights around the world. Oh, <laughs> what do you think the Australians believe in the shadow of China? What do you think is happening in, in Indonesia in the shadow of China? What do you think is happening in terms of Japan in the shadow of China? Words matter. These are flat-out dictators. Period. And they should be called for it. Straight up. We may have to work out for... Bernie doesn't even have his mouth closed right now. He just had his shit hanging open waiting to say something. He's so goddamn mad. Mr. Vice President, uh, uh, sticking with foreign policy, you acknowledge that your support and vote for the Iraq war was a mistake. What lessons did you learn from that mistake? And how might those lessons influence your foreign policy decision-making as president. I learned I can't take the word of a president when, in fact, they assured me that he would not use force. Remember the context. The context was the United Nations Security Council was going to vote to insist that we allow inspectors in to determine whether or not, whether or not uh, uh, they, they were, in fact, producing nuclear weapons or weapons of mass destruction. They were not. And what's the first thing that happened when we got elected? The President Obama turned to me we and said, got Get those elected, troops nigger. out of there. I was responsible for getting 150,000 combat troops out of Iraq. I was, I admitted 14 years ago, was inspect, 
to have trusted him. And I'm prepared to compare my foreign policy credentials up against my friend here on any day of the week and every day. Well, let's of the week. start off with the war in Iraq, Joe. I was there too. I was in the house. Why did he say it like that? And you were there at the signing uh, ceremony with Bush. Uh, everybody in the world knew that when you voted for that uh, resolution, you were giving Bush the authority to go to war. And everybody knew that's exactly what he and Cheney wanted to do. Most people who followed that issue closely understood that the Bush administration was lying through its teeth with regard to Saddam having weapons of mass destruction. I understood that. I was on the floor of the House time and time again. But the issue mm. is not just the war in Iraq. That was a long time ago. The issue is the trade agreement. It wasn't so easy for me to lead the effort against disastrous trade agreements. The issue was the bankruptcy bill that you supported. The issue was the Hyde Amendment. The issue is the Defense of Marriage Act. The issue is whether or not in difficult times, and God knows these are difficult times, we're going to have the courage to take on powerful special interests and do what's right Vice for the Biden. working families of this country. Damn. Why did you vote not to sanction I tell you, the Russians? You know why? Because that had every, you keep talking about Iran. That was tied to Iran. Russia was in Iran. I think John Kerry indicated his support for what I did. That was undermining the Iranian agreement. That's, that's why. not true. Argument. That's why. And that's the only reason that, why. That is, that I have condemned true. Russia time Vice and President, time again. Vice President Biden. The fact is that the, the, the idea that I, in fact, supported the things that he's suggesting <laughs> is not accurate. What? Yeah, I'm the guy that helped put together the Iran. I'm the guy. got the inspectors in there. That was my, my chief of staff was the guy, my foreign policy guy, my doing that negotiation. I was the guy that helped put together a 60-nation organization to take on the ISIS in Iraq and in Syria. I, I, I've dealt with these folks. I know them, and I know what they're like, and I know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. The fact is he practicing for debating Trump? I'm the guy. These the guys. Guy. That was my guy. That was the guy. This, this, this is a big fan of the R&B group guy. Bernie's notion about how he embraces <coughs> folks like the Sandinistas and Cuba and the former Soviet Union and talks about the good things they did in China is absolutely contrary to every message we want to send the rest of the Senator world. Sanders? I have led the effort against all forms of authoritarianism, including America's so-called allies in the UAE and in Saudi Arabia, and in fact, as you may know, worked with conservative Republicans to utilize for the very first time the War Powers Act to get the United States out of the horrific war in Yemen led by Saudi Arabia. That's yeah. what I did. So my view yeah. is that oh, yeah. in We're a world starving children to death in Yemen on a regular basis, the United States has got to be the leader where people all over the world look to us. Thank you, Senator. Well, yeah, I brought Thank it. Thank you, gentlemen. I want to change the volume down so you can talk over you it easier. About some of your oh, okay. vulnerabilities in this election, starting with you, Vice President Biden. Senator Sanders has won more of the Hispanic vote than you in several key states so far. In fact, he doubled your support. In California, yeah, they among just Hispanics, call people that like their brands in Nevada. Right. So why is Ugh. your message well, they are. not resonating with Hispanic Ugh. voters? Yeah, are, are we anything other than a brand for the Democratic Party? Across the board. Yeah, every single state we've been in, there's been a significant turnout. In Virginia, turnout was up 70 percent. They voted for me. He didn't bring them out. I brought them out. And number two. Look what's you gonna make my ass stay Look home. What's happened in North Carolina? Look what's happened in Washington State. Look what's happened across the board. Why is it that I'm winning all those places? What's I don't know because we can't get totals <laughs> in on the states that Bernie the won. Perhaps is because they know I am a Democrat with a capital D who, in fact, believes that our base is the base of the Democratic Party, which are hardworking men and women, and who, in fact, Ooh, are he said high people. school educated, African Americans and minorities, including Hispanics, but all minorities, suburban women. People who, in fact, have a sense of our place in the world. That's why I am winning, not just winning, but overwhelmingly winning. Not even close in super delegates? these places. Senator, he is winning well, super delegates. Senator, Sanders, oh, yeah. Senator Sanders, let me just uh, follow up with you but uh, not people. about <laughs> an issue that you're having. For the second consecutive presidential election, you're struggling to gain wide support from African Americans. Why is your message 
not resonating with African American voters. It is. Here is it's what a, I believe. False is premise. False this premise. Point. And why I turn it up. Decided to run for mm-hmm. president. I think it's imperative that we defeat Trump. I think our campaign of a biracial, bigenerational, multigenerational, grassroots movement is the way to do it. Now, we have won some states. Joe has won more states than I have. But here's what we are winning. We are winning the ideological struggle, even in states like Mississippi, where Joe won a major victory. Turns out that a pretty good majority of the folks there... Oh, my believe God, he looks creepy when That's he does his full smile. Every state in this country. And the other issue that we don't talk enough about is we are winning the generational struggle. You are winning Depending the generational the struggle. State, we're winning people 50 years of age or younger, big time people 30 years of age and younger. Mm. I frankly have my doubts. Look, I, if I lose this thing, Joe wins. Joe, I will be there for you. But I have my doubts about how you win a general election against Trump will be a very, very tough opponent unless you have energy, excitement, the largest voter turnout in history. And to do that, you are going to have to bring young people who are not great voters. They don't vote in the kinds of numbers they He is so fucking politely and punching, what, with a velvet glove is what they say? Yeah. To try to warn him that Bernie or Bust is out there, man. He's like, dude, they're not fucking around, yo. They're they're not. That's that's the thing is people fucked around last time and y'all punked out and voted for Hillary. I hope you learned from the last election. Oh, man. Well, let's hear it. Joe's talking. Let's turn out increase in Virginia. I can go down the list. They're coming out for me. And I didn't even have the money to compete with this man. This nigga just said he ain't got the I money. We had no money. The press kept saying Biden has no money. And they were right. Biden had no money. Obama cut idea, you off, nigga. Why are they doing that? The reason they're doing that is because they understand I know what has to happen. That I know what needs to be done. And by the way, the idea that everybody supports Medicare for all, he has still hasn't indicated how much it's going to cost people. Nigga, how much did that fucking bailout just cost us? Here's my point. People don't know the detail at all. And the fact is, I am overwhelmingly among Democratic constituencies across the board. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. We're going to be right back with more from the CNN Univision Democratic presidential debate. Stay right there. No. All right. You're feeling it? Oh, my God. (laughs) What do you terrible. think so far? What are the tweets? Um, I'm chewing. Yeah, I've, of course, I'm like, as if you're watching, you can see I'm tweeting um, as this is going. Not, no video. Um, oh, okay. Well, I'm still tweeting as this is going on. Um, yeah, a lot of people are saying, like, liberals are accusing Joe Biden of going so far left that he's basically Bernie at this point. Um, of course, Bernie supporters are saying that Bernie is winning. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Everyone's, like, flipping out about the fact that he said there's going to be a woman vice president. Everyone's obsessed with that little tidbit. Um. Someone's hoping that Bernie suspends his campaign during the debate and hugs Joe Biden. Fucking weird. Yeah, that. And Nah. Nah. I see what they're doing though. They they will they if Joe initiates the hug, then they're gonna be like creepy Joe again. Oh, I read that completely opposite. It was an opportunity for a homophobic joke that like Biden is the man, quote unquote, oh, of the relationship. Because you know course. these niggas love their fucking homophobia. Putin and Trump kissing. Mm-hmm. Ha ha funny. And fucking um Pence and Trump kissing and fucking who's uh Jefferson Beauregard Sessions the third kissing and Fucking Chris Christie, yeah. Yeah, and transphobia, misgendering. Um, Bob Seska and Chaz Pezienza, they uh, they used to always call Lindsey Graham Miss Lindsey. Mm-hmm. Liberals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Biden says, four more years of Donald Trump will fundamentally change the nature of who we are as a nation. No, the fuck it won't. What? What? Did, doing everything for corporate profit while engaging in racism, classism, sexism, and just, you know, anything uh, detrimental to anybody who's not a rich landowning white man? No, that's what we've always done. Oh, and I'm, I'm seeing folks are now in my feed sharing the joke that you had where people are spelling help me. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, somebody said Joe Biden debates like he's doing a book report uh, on a, a book report presentation on a book he didn't read. Oh, could you explain the help me joke? Oh, yeah, so we got me... we got Facebook followers. Yo. Oh, shit. Hang on. I got to find it. Uh, so anyway, somebody who's basically a Bernie bro made a tweet saying, um, hey, everyone, I'm endorsing Joe Biden. Everyone should vote for him in November. Let's bring America back to sanity again. People need to know only Joe can beat Trump. Make America sane again. Everybody vote Joe. But as you're like going down reading it at the capital, uh, the first letter of every line, the way it's written out, spells out help me. <laughs> and someone else did one that was also like agreeing with it, but it was like fuck no. Yeah. Under it. So, yes. I'm sure that will be making the rounds on Facebook tomorrow because Facebook is 24 hours behind Twitter. Yep. Like, I could be adding it to Facebook now, but I don't break that rule. I respect that rule. Let Facebook be late. Let Facebook be late? Yes. You fuck, I mean, why, why, it, it's like, um, what is it, the, uh, time zones. Mm. Like, let Facebook and Twitter have their different time zones. Whatever. I think Instagram is, like, in between that. I actually, I don't use Instagram, so I don't actually know how fast it moves or doesn't move. Maybe but Instagram's, you know like, the actually, Midwest. I think it's probably slower than Twitter because I don't see a lot of people posting their Instagram shit to Twitter. It's like the Midwest. Really? You live here now. You can't fucking diss it. Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh, I'm finding it difficult to focus on the substance of this debate while my mind keeps drifting to the fact that Biden said he'd name a woman to be his VP. I hope it's Kamala Harris. Ugh. Oh, and then, oh my God, the same fucking person. Someone said, I think he would also pick Obama to be his Supreme Court pick. <laughs> well, fucking... Well, Republicans are at getting like night. Oh, shit. Welcome back to the CNN Univision Democratic presidential debate. Finally, gentlemen, thanks so much for everything as we end here tonight. Let's return where we began the coronavirus, which does not discriminate based on ideology. It won't let me control it with a volume knob. Oh. I'm going to have to drop this volume. Who are concerned about, affected by, or dealing with the coronavirus. Okay. Well, our hearts go out to everyone. Uh, we need to move aggressively to make <coughs> sure that every person in this country who has the virus, who thinks they have the virus, Understand that this is all what I tuned into, like that they need because they are Americans. What? That we move aggressively to make sure that the test kits are out there, that the ventilators are out there. But the tone is the different. It's solemn. Are there, that They're the not arguing. Personnel are out there. But Jake, if I might also say mm-hmm. that in this moment of economic uncertainty, in addition to the uh, coronavirus. It is time to ask how we get to where we are. Not only our lack of preparation for the virus, but how we end up with an economy where so many of our people are hurting at a time of massive income and wealth inequality. It is time to ask this, the question of where the power is in America. Who owns the media? Who owns the economy? Who owns the legislative process? Why do we give tax breaks to billionaires and not raise the minimum wage? Why do we pump up the oil industry? This is like hearing George Carlin's last material. Apparently Joe Biden just said he will not attempt to reach out to Bernie supporters. Fallout, Let's get that audio. time to rethink well, America. Yeah. Create a country where we care like about each other rather than a nation of greed and corruption, which is what is taking place among the corporate elite. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Vice President Biden, what's your closing message tonight for those concerned about, affected by, or dealing with this virus? Number one, uh, as I said at the outset, uh, I just can't imagine what people are going through right now who have lost someone already. Why? Because we don't have rich, millionaire, black, magical Negroes to bail us out of medical issues? For example, a good friend of ours is sitting outside window of a nursing home where her mom is because she can't go in trying to do sign language to her mom and through the window to be able to talk to her. I can't imagine the fear and the, I guess I can't imagine the fear and concern people have. 
Number one, yeah, one of you the have things fucking health insurance, I think you we have to understand is that this is an all-hands-on-deck. This is, as someone said, maybe it was you, Jake, at the outset, this is bigger than any individual. This is bigger than yourself. This is about America. This is about the world. This is about how we bring people together and make the kind of sacrifices we need to make to get this done. And so, first and foremost, what we have to do is start to listen to the science again. As I said, what we did, we met, and what I'd be doing today, I'd be sitting down in the Situation Room literally every day like we did at the outset of other crises we had when we were in the White House, and pulling together the best people in not just the United States, the world, and say, what is it, what are the prescriptive moves we have to take now to lessen this virus, to beat it, to go to the point where we can save more lives, get more people tested, get more people the kind of care they need? And then what do we do beyond that to make sure that the economic impact on them is, in fact... It seems like it's impressive because he's just... His sentences are flowing. Mm. Yeah. That the people are going to miss. That we keep people in their homes. They don't miss their mortgage payments. They don't miss their, their, their rent payments. So he basically spent the whole primary lowering the bar for himself. So when he could get on stage with Sanders alone and just flow, it's like, whoa, Biden seems presidential, very coherent. Telling us what can stay open and what need be closed. Like I said earlier, the idea. Yeah, matter of fact, look for the Biden seems competent post. Oh, especially for Bob Presidential. Need the school lunch program to get by. The idea that so we would, would I be an asshole if the next time someone has a GoFundMe, I check the their social media to see if they supported Biden? If it's like a healthcare GoFundMe, gather, but how do you keep open the drugstore <laughs> to make sure you can get your prescription? How do I'm you married to you. I'm biased in your favor. Someone else would have to answer it. And what's the way to do that? There should be a national standard for that. It should be coming out of the Situation Room right now. And by the way, the single most significant thing we can do to deal with the larger problem down the road of income inequality is get rid of Donald Trump. Donald Trump. He's exacerbated every single one of these problems, both the immediate urgent need and how we're going to hold people harmless for the damage done as a consequence of this virus. He said hold people harmless? I don't know what the fuck he said. Uh, We want to thank you both for being here tonight under these challenging and trying circumstances. We wish both of you the best. Our thanks as well to our... Oh, fuck no. Those were the last words? Yeah. That was it? Thank you so much for watching. Please stay healthy, stay safe. Oh, fuck you so much for broadcasting it. And the coronavirus pandemic continues now with Anderson Cooper. Oh, this was (laughs) booty. Yeah. Jake, thanks very much. There you are at the CNN Univision Democratic debate. Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders... Oh, so it was on at 7 in our time zone? Candidates yeah. acknowledged oh, it was on the debate so. in their final Darn remarks. Darn it to heck. Also <laughs> the very beginning, greeting each other with a elbow bump, not the usual handshake or hug, then stepped up to podiums that were a few extra steps apart, six feet apart to be exact. Chris? Right, and then we saw some moments where ah. these two gentlemen seemed to be a world of <clears> uh, about the pandemic and how to address it. Obviously, that was heavy in the air, uh, and they both said, that listen we got to think about the coronavirus right now we got the breaking news from the cd who is that guy that's talking right now i don't know he's i see limiting the size of gatherings to 50 or under someone said someone who has the coronavirus needs to take one for the team and let biden sniff their hair Ooh shit Ooh shit 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 i don't like that joke i can't support that Ooh damn that's hmm Skibby flibby do. That's rough, man. Fucking Twitter. I gotta find who that cat is, yo, because it's bugging me. CNN host? I almost typed in anchor, but I don't think that's what they actually do there. Okay, CNN host. Yeah, there's Don Lemon. There's Anderson Cooper. Brianna Keller. W. Kamal Bell's a fucking CNN host. He is a hack, though. Like, he is a hacky nigga. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see it. Soledad O'Brien is back? Oh, really? Yeah, I thought she got fired and started a what? podcast. Fired? I don't remember that. I th- Yeah, I thought she got fucking fired. Hold up. Soledad O'Brien <coughs> fired. I might as well record this. Recorded that whack-ass debate. Let's look at... Doobie-doo-doo. 
Never forget how CNN did Soledad O'Brien. Oh, this is News 1. That's right. See, I remember that shit because, yeah, uh, here, March 19th, former CNN host Soledad O'Brien again uh, heaped criticism on the news network Tuesday saying it's not adding value or or best serving public interest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, rem- I remember her saying that. I think it was Jimmy Dore that predicted it. Yeah. And then I think, like, Soledad O'Brien announced that she is launching an independent uh, space. And he's like, see, like, they will fire you or you will become a podcaster. And so many of them niggas is so rich, they could just drop out, put their pool their money together, and start their own mini network. Soledad O'Brien owns horses? owns horses yeah i think that's the one that people clown online for like having like really bougie horses and shit and just like goes horseback riding which is very expensive hobby yeah i didn't even i didn't know there were bougie i thought just having horses was boo but apparently there are bougie horses well because you can get well like with any sort of livestock or whatever you can get like the pure breed or like the mixed breed right like you just want to have a horse you can get a mixed breed horse but i believe she has like you know Hmm. like a thoroughbreds or whatever yes well shit and damn these are the things you know primaries uh, going forward but as oh Jake Tapper right that's Jake Tapper yes she has horses oh that's the host Mm -hmm. that's Soledad O'Brien I dead up don't be knowing what these niggas look like she looks like frick face to me Uh, old school wine cellar heads no frick face from like way the fuck back. From way back? Yo, frick face <laughs> was an old school conservative Republican from way, way back. Way back. <laughs> and I had some chats with the wee young person and uh, and last time I uh, talked to her she was going to a climate rally and voting Sanders in the primary. Yeah. Just talk to the fucking kids. You know, yeah, I think kid was 19 when I met him. Jake Tapper. Oh, wait, maybe that's not him. Maybe that's some other very excited white man. As the debate began, we also got word from the Pentagon. Ah, it the is first him. American sailor has tested positive. So we're seeing what should be expected, Anderson. It's going to grow and grow and move through every aspect of society. Yeah, it's been an extraordinary day, a momentous night, a debate unlike any we have seen. Vice President Biden... Committing to naming a woman as his running mate, Vice President Senator Sanders, saying he is leaning in that direction. There's certainly a lot to talk about over the next several hours. Oh, nigga, announced Nina Turner already. Oh, my God. Donut Twitter would lose their fucking minds. They love to be racist to her. Yeah. But they listen to black women. And then basically Bernie Sanders' ads could just be Nina Turner (laughs) reading their tweets about her. Honestly. (laughs) They already fucking Bloomberg already tried that shit. What? He put up an ad saying something like, Bernie bros are divisive. Look at these tweets. And like, it was all fucking like, like half of it was like Nina Turner tweets. Oh no. Yeah. But instead she's doing it oh, about yeah. them. Yeah. About I would establishment love to see it. But nobody will care because she's a black woman. She should actually call out names. Be like, Hey, Zerlina Maxwell, support me, sis. I'm Ani Gandhi. Come on, sis. Don't leave a fellow sis hanging, sis. That would be hilarious. You know, fucking do it, man. And then when they say no, be like, oh, so you're racist and anti-Semitic. You know, like, fuck, like, after a while, you cannot keep acting in good faith with people that refuse to return and it. Bernie keeps doing it, and I don't know why. Yeah, Jimmy Dore's been so mad about that like, shit. Like, nigga, come on. <laughs> come on, nigga. <laughs> like at one, it was even um, uh, Stephanie Zamorano. I always remember Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, "So my friend," and they stopped the audio. And he, she just said, "Don't do that." No, <laughs> like they're, they're so over Bernie saying my friend, and it's like mm-hmm. we got to remember Bernie is our compromise. Yeah, like he's not gonna get any more left than he is, except for right. I think he had like his campaign on sex workers' rights. Um, I mean, maybe. You know like, what I like don't a, know. Well, they're like on a maybe about it. He did, however, sign on to that bill that's going to examine the effects of Sesta Fosta, so there's that, I guess. So it signed off on it? 
Uh, yeah, he's like one of the co-sponsors. Or signed on to it. Yeah, yeah. he's one of the co-sponsors. Okay, so 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 far as co-sponsored a bill to investigate. Right? Yeah. That's why they think he's white and not Jewish. And he's investigating. Mm-hmm. White people love to investigate. All right. Well, let's do a little bit more CNN and then shut this whole thing down. Hopefully, putting into perspective, and let's start with that right now. Back with us is David Axelrod. David Axelrod. Did seem to get off track uh, when Senator Sanders began. I have not watched CNN in so long, but I just know for some reason I don't like hearing the name David Axelrod. <laughs> more aggressively going after his record. Sure. I, he took the bait, and honestly, I don't see why he should have. He had a very strong debate. It was a substantive debate. Uh, Bernie Sanders was clearly trying to use this crisis to expose uh, the health care system in this country and to talk about his medical... I like how she said he was trying to. Mm. And he gave it a shot, but I don't think it landed care for all and the unjustness of the society in terms of the economy. So Sanders had a plan and he was attacking Biden and Biden should have just said go away but he did take that bait. However I will... He should have just said go away? What the fuck is wrong with these people? (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) I say that I thought Biden was really strong. If people were watching for somebody they could trust in a time of crisis, somebody who understands their families. Biden is Mr. Empathy. At the end, when he tells a story about a good friend of ours sitting outside <coughs> a nursing home. Then this is uh, Gloria Borger, a chief political analyst. Yes. This is, th- th- this is the chief status of analytics here. Mm. The chief. Mm-hmm. I think chiefs are pretty high up in the rankings. That's what they say. Window. Trying to make sign. Much more of a conversation, and it definitely helps Biden. In t- okay, it only lets me pause it for so long. Oh. In terms of not uh, stumbling over facts or figures or trying to get a point in when all other people are yelling, it's, it's, it's a format that seemed to suit him. Yeah, when you get down to two people, especially two people who have a fundamental different vision... Um, you do get a real robust conversation and, and having the time to be able to do that so that you're not trying to, of course, make sure that 11 or 10 people on the stage have a, have, uh, a, a fair time, it, it makes a big difference. I, I will say, um, in addition to the empathy piece that Gloria is talking about, the other thing I think Biden displayed in that first hour is a command of government and what it mm. can do. So this is just kind of the pro-Biden panel. Of course, who, I'm sorry, what network is this again? CNN. How much are these people getting paid? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Who's paying them? They're getting paid the median wage of the average restaurant worker in that area. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right? Uh Uh-huh. There you go. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. And how it can be deployed here. Everything from uh, not just what uh, the president could do in a given moment, uh, but the use of the military uh, that that Biden Mm -hmm. fully committed to using in a way that uh, Sanders seemed less certain to to use. So that notion... That's a bad thing. Wait, what? That's a bad thing. Using the military? (laughs) Yeah, Biden... Bernie just... Bernie's a punk ass is what he's saying. (laughs) A a commander-in-chief, somebody who's been in government and knows how to deploy it, I think was really on display. I will note, though, what is so fascinating to me politically about this debate, the delegate math in this race has made clear that this race for the Democratic nomination has ended to some degree. I mean, it's come to a close just by pure numbers of the delegate map. What this debate proved to me, what I think it sort of showed to Democratic voters there is that what is entirely unclear Well, I guess Americans are just going to get what we deserve and that's fucking more neoliberalism and another... If we're still uh, here in, in two terms that, from now, uh, another Trump... About hmm? the, the piece of bringing the party together when this nomination race gets down to one, when Bernie Sanders presumably is the one that departs at some point, I think that remained a mystery tonight uh, because despite the, in advance of the debate, here's an olive branch from Joe Biden. I'm going to join Elizabeth Warren on bankruptcy. I'm going to join Bernie Sanders on free college. 
that that wasn't the he's tone of tonight. He's not going to give us Bernie fucking Sanders free college. He's not even going to fucking try. In a way that surprised yeah. me. And Joe Biden was still engaging with Bernie Sanders. And so while the delegate math may be clear, I think actually how this race comes to an end is somewhat... Sanders was more aggressive than you thought he was going to yeah. I did. I thought the whole debate was a bit hotter than I thought it was going to be. He was aggressive. I mean, he did push uh, Biden on... To me, the biggest issues was the bank, the 2005 bankruptcy bill, as well as on uh, Social Security and, and health care. But what I found interesting was phrases that Bernie used when he said... Uh, uh, I know your heart is in the yes. right place, yeah. Biden. Yeah. And so he was clearly, I think, trying to push him policy-wise uh, more towards where he sees his supporters line yeah. up, but wasn't um, being, wasn't going in for the kill with Biden, mm -hmm. which is right. something that you may have assumed considering that he is so far down in the delegates. And I think it's because Sanders has repeatedly said over and over again that he is going to ultimately support the nominee. And there's a different tone from Sanders versus 2016. Sanders is. It's very clear that Sanders views <laughs> That Biden doesn't mean the rest of us are. That he didn't view Hillary Clinton. He, um, it's been widely reported that, that he considers Biden or did more of a friend uh, when they worked in the Senate together. And he felt as though yeah, Biden has is... constantly been kind to him. Biden. So, so it's a different dynamic uh, yeah. that he has with him. Everyone said the, the, the night really has a dual context. I want to just shift focus uh, right now to the, the coronavirus, and we have breaking news on that, as well as the, the plans oh, that each candidate laid out tonight for addressing the pandemic. Moments before the debate, the CDC published new guidelines on limiting certain events. And I'm quoting now. CDC, in accordance with its guidance for large events and mass gatherings, recommends that for the next eight weeks, organizers, whether groups or individuals, cancel or postpone in-person events that consist of 50 people or more throughout the United States, throughout the whole country, they're saying. We should note the guidelines do not apply to day-to-day -day operations of schools, institutes of higher learning, or businesses. Still, it is a big change, <laughs> and, and uh, if, in fact, uh, executed by people around the country, would be a major, uh, a major shift for a lot of people in their lives. The backdrop to, uh, to all of this, nearly 3,500 cases now in this country, 65 people have died so far. With that, I want to bring in our chief uh, medical correspondent, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. The CDC issued these new... Yeah, at this point, you're just listening to us watch the news. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, fucking... Oh, man. That shit, that, that wasn't that hot, but I missed the first hour. Yeah. So I'll read tweets about it. Yes. Good day. WineCellarMedia.com. <laughs> Not the good day. Yes, good day. Really? Good day to you all. Wow. And good a, day, sir. And a fine morrow. Yeah, it always reminds me of the Willow Blanco and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. <laughs>